In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Are you guys ready to groove? It's Monday. Let's do this. myself that every day. Ryan, how low can you go? And I hope we all ask ourselves this to each other this week. How low can we all go? Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Ooh, Monday's here, folks. Of course, I'm starting my Monday off great. It's uh, Sunday night, 11.45 p.m., and I just broke a microphone. Um, I, I'm hand, like, I have a snowball mic, which is like literally the shape of like a you know, kick the kids out of the car, a ball, like a, you know, so, and, uh, I guess I, I was, I fling it all around when I talk. And so the cord no longer fits. And so of course I spent 20 minutes in my, cause I podcast from my bed. Now I spent 20 minutes trying to fix a cord, like I'm Iron Man or something. Um, and so I have a, so if it sounds a little different today, that's what it is. I just ordered a replacement cord, but I'm going through these things. I got to imagine it's like Eddie Van Halen with guitars or something. Um, <laughs> I missed you guys. I had a couple days off. Not really, but uh, 
um, Friday. Did you guys like that? I, I really had fun talking about the Kardashians. I got a lot of great uh, comments about that. So thank you so much. I'm thinking about continuing to do those recaps potentially. Um, but this week we got so many great guests. We're starting it off with a great one. You guys, uh, so many people wrote in. They loved Sophie Ross on Mondays. So Sophie Ross has accepted the uh, the, the spot, the Monday spot. She's uh, she's our Monday gal, and I I love her. She's funny. She's like I just really easy with her. She is a great person to start the week with because she knows everything about everything. And I love that she's opinionated, witty, all that jazz. So I'm so excited that she said yes. And of course, she let me know that certain um, certain weeks it might not work because she's a sporty girl. She likes the sports. I don't realize I, I now realize sports take place on Sundays. So some days she might not be able to do that, which is fine because we have plenty of uh, fill in people. But I was so excited um, to be able to ask her and that she even said yes really, 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 really cool. So I hope you guys are as excited as I am. We had a great conversation. I mean, we talked tons about Summer House, tons about Vanderpump Rules. We got some J-Lo in there. Of course, we got Army Hammer in there. We have a a new thing I I read about Thomas Middleditch, the actor, is in there. Um, We go all over the map as we usually do. Of course, we talk about Tom Tom, the fake rumor going around that it is closed. Uh, Bella Thorne's marriage. Um, uh, Billie Eilish, Kardashians, Kylie Jenner, folks, Kylie Jenner in the news once again for being, that's right, say it with me, cheap. And um, and we also talk about the 15-year anniversary of Real Housewives of Orange County that debuted, you'll hear this tomorrow on Monday, debuted on Sunday, March 21st, 15 years ago. And you guys, I actually, I watched it 15 years ago. Like I was a premiere night guy. And do you know what else came out that's uh, that that March um, 21st, 15 years ago? Twitter. Twitter came out the same day that Real Housewives of Orange County came out. Doesn't that blow your mind? Like eventually Twitter would come become something that would just make fun of people like Tamara and Vicky. But it was started at the same time Real Housewives of Orange County. Like if we could go back and do it all over over again, I would just I would love to destroy Twitter. It is such it, it it's just such an important tool, but at the same time, it can be an incredible time suck and just wildly, I mean wildly negative. Like if you want to get your dick kicked in the dirt, go to Twitter. I mean, like I like here's the deal. Any of us that play along play around on the internet, one day the internet will come for us. Like one day, like you don't know what day it will be either. One day I know the internet will come for me. Like I know it, like I feel it in my bones. You just don't know what's going to actually do it. And you don't feel bad because it will happen to all of us. It'll happen to all of us. My dad, my parents will probably, the internet will come for them at some point. Um, so are we going to do, we got to do this. We got to do this week. I'm trying to be positive about it. I got, because I got so many really cool interviews coming up, so many uh, great things this week alone. I am, so I, I did this thing on Annabelle DeSisto's podcast, Adderall and Compliments, where we did the entire Twilight movie series. I had never seen the Twilight movie series before. And guess what, folks? Hated it. Hated it. All this because Edward couldn't pull out. That's that's the that's the reason Twilight exists is because 107 year old Edward is so fucking horny. Sorry, kids, so horny for Bella, and he can't pull out. So he's got to make like it's like it is so warped, and it is so bad. And I do not. 
do not come for me. Do not come for me about you twihards. Please do not come for me. Um, but me and Annabelle are going to do a second movie series and we wanted it to be just as erotic. So we picked the uh, police Academy. movie. No, we picked um, uh, the 50 shades of gray movies. I have not seen those movies, but we are going to watch those and recap them as, as best to our abilities. And who knows, maybe I will learn something about myself. Maybe I'll learn I'm into like whips and, and butt plugs and all the fun things that I'm assuming a movie like 50 shades of gray will have. Um, and, and I'm hoping who knows, maybe I'll love the movie, but regardless, we're hoping to have some laughs. I think you guys will dig it. Maybe something a little different. Also, we've got a, uh, a full review of the new Justin Bieber album justice coming up this week, I believe. Uh, so we have a lot of exciting stuff. I do want to make one announcement. Guess what your boy did. Oh my God. I can't, I'm going to smack myself for that. Um, somebody's got the 17 page email from Kyle, Kyle cook on summer house. Guess who's in possession of it. He's laying in bed right now with a heating pad. This guy, this guy right here. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to share this 17 page email is the best way to break it up in chapters per se on the podcast. Is it to give a little taste and then move it over to the Patreon? Like what is the best way I want it, you know, and Danny Pellegrino, actually, he commented, he might be willing, we might do a staged reading or a zoom reading of the summer house email. Uh, there are so many possibilities. I, I want to handle this in the the right way. So uh, if you guys have suggestions, please reach out. So bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please rate it five stars on Apple Podcasts. If you like it even more and you want to support what I'm doing here, go to Patreon. It's a couple bucks a month. I'm currently recapping the full season of Summer House with Emily Kate Clayton, the full season of Real Housewives of Dallas with Kate Legaco, and the uh, first season of Real Housewives of Miami with my uh, my digital producer who does all the amazing artwork Maritza, Maritza Lopez I'm I see I'm trying to learn to say I don't do you know those those names that you're so in your head about like you say it wrong a couple times and I've been like and Maritza is one of my best friends and I've I've continually butchered her name and it's like one of those things it's like a little thing in my head where when I go to say her name like I've screwed it up so many times where your inner voice is like you fucking loser you'll never get that name right why would you even say it does that ever happen to you so you know who else I do that with is <laughs> Lara Marie Shanehalls I all I I'm so paranoid. Uh, she hosts sexy unique podcast. I love Laura, but like I I I always I I'm so because I used to say Laura Laura like it's like a very Kansan Kansas like I'm from Kansas, um, and it's L A R A. So I gotta like I always I always overdo it and I go hi Laura, hi Laura. <laughs> Um, I did something with Lara, Lara, Lara Marie Shanehalls. I think you'll hear it this week. Uh, not on my co podcast, something else. I, I don't want to give it away, but I, I think you guys will really dig it. And I can't wait to tell you about it. Um, this is so much promo, but let me give you one more thing. Um, my, my friend Shira, who has helped me get some really amazing guests. Um, and I really thank her to no end. She is doing a clubhouse where she is interviewing me. Clubhouse is that new social media app. I've get a, I've given a lot of Patreon subscribers uh, clubhouse invites, so I have a couple more. Uh, so go over there if you if you want one. 
But she's interviewing me at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you guys want to hear, I mean, you guys hear me so much. But if you want to, I'd appreciate it if you, you came by and said hi. Um, the thing that's cool about Clubhouse is everybody gets to talk. So I don't know what it'll be like, but hopefully it'll be cool. I dig Shira, so I think it'll be a blast. Uh, yeah, that's it. Are you guys okay? Are you guys, like how... The weekend, it was kind of weird. It's very windy in Los Angeles. I'm still dealing with some roommate issues that are very bizarre. Um, and today, you guys, I did a baby shower over Zoom. My best friend, Nick, his wife, Heather, who's uh, my good friend as well, she is due in April. And we did a baby shower for her online and I talk about this in the interview with Sophie, but it was just one of those things where you look, you know, you, you look, you're so used to looking through your, looking at your friends through Zoom, but we were sharing all these stories about how they met and, and why they're great. And I'm so excited to have, uh, you know, I'm so excited to meet their baby and, and to watch it grow up. And, you know, I, I, I do got to say though, I don't know what it was in particular. It made me overall sad. Uh, like really happy for them and a little selfishly sad for me. And I don't know if you guys have felt this at all with COVID and stuff is that, um, you know, of course it has taken lives, which is like the biggest steal that anything can do, but it did steal. You know, I, I, I've got to change my way of thinking though, because I was kind of having this thought in my mind of like, damn, like this motherfucking thing, I should have been able to hang with these people this last year. Like I, I, you know, like, that was my concert dude. You know, that was my drinking buddy. Heather was always like my friend that I could like talk about reality shows with. And, and, and we would just, I don't know, you know, and I just had this thought of like seeing, and they're, by the way, they're ecstatic, couldn't be happier. And it, it was really beautiful to see. So my sadness or anger was uh, selfish completely, but I don't know if you guys ever felt that when you're staring at a zoom and going like, man, this should have been per in person like this last year, like, you know, one of your, one of your, I hate to say one of your bros, but one of your best friends, one of their last years before they became a parent. And I didn't get a, I didn't get to get shit faced with this guy, you know? And I know that's purely selfish, but I want to be as open and honest with you guys as, as possible, but it bothered me, you know, it did bother me. And I'm, I'm, I've got to, and I realized also I've got to change my way of thinking before this baby comes, I got to be an uncle. You know what I'm saying? Um, also I wanted to share this with you guys. Uh, uh, a lot of people have been asking how my diet is going. It is going good. It'll be three weeks. Uh, I, I'm consulting a dietitian. The weight is not coming off as fast as it went on. Um, I have not had cheese in three weeks, um, alcohol. No. Um, so it has been a complete lifestyle change from what I was doing. Um, but a lot of people saw that I was posting this thing. I have a to-do list and it's like this app called, um, it's called done D O N E. And I'm a person that likes to like click things off or check things off a list. So this app, I, and they're not paying me at all. Um, Hey, anybody from done, if you're listening, let me know, but it's, it's crazy. You can click after you do these things each day. And then it keeps a record of the things that you do and the things you're not good at doing. Like, so every day, this is the list of things that I need to get done every day. in just terms of my basic lifestyle, uh, do 10,000 steps a day. Okay. Uh, pushups. Okay. 
brush teeth in morning, brush teeth in evening. You think that's an easy one, folks, but it's not. You know what? You got to set that habit. You got to make sure you never skip it. Check bank balance, bank balance, check Google calendar, check Patreon messages, check to-do list, clean room, dust, drink water, exercise, floss, make bed like Carl. Now that's a new one. I was never really strict about my bed, but then I've been watching Summer House this season and Carl really, uh, he's really a big champion of making your bed in the morning. And I've got to say, all joking aside, I do that literally because of Carl. Uh, meditate, moisturize. That's two times a day, folks. I didn't, I didn't moisturize as a, as a young man. Um, so, but I'm doing it now. Mud mask once a week, listen to a new album every day, no alcohol podcast, listen to a podcast. So I, li- I usually listen to like the daily or like an NPR news in the morning, uh, read something that also includes audiobook that counts a uh, shower. That's another one you think is obvious, not as obvious as, as you'd think. Uh, sit-ups, step on scale, take medication, take vitamins, text dad, text mom, wash face, write happy birthdays on Facebook, write in journal AM, write in journal PM. And the journal, you may ask, I, I write in this thing called, uh, what's this called? It's called like the, the five minutes journal, I think. And you can pretty much just write in every day what you're thankful for. Like, so in the morning it, 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 it'll do, um, let me get to today. Um, so today, March 21st, I am grateful that, that I woke up at 9am because you know what? The last couple of days I've been sleeping until 10, didn't like it. Woke up at nine. So that's a progress. Um, I am grateful for a new week ahead. I'm a grateful for the week that just passed. So this is a week that was kind of lazy for me. What will I do to today to make today great? Go to baby shower over Zoom, possibly hike, podcast with Sophie and with somebody else that will remain nameless. And then the daily affirmations, I am, and then I wrote not beating myself up that this is going slower than I would like. And I meant slower in the sense of like, you know, when you commit to something, whether it be a diet or some kind of change in your life, you're like, I made that commitment. Why isn't it happening right now? Um, so I always have to remind myself that things take time. So, um, I just, I wanted to go over that really briefly. You're like, is this a comedy podcast? Uh, because, uh, people have been asking this sometimes I'll post it in my, uh, my Instagram feed, but that app and that, that journal, it is something that really is getting me better at a at daily habits, you know, because this podcast keeps me so busy now that you got to make sure you make the time for all those small things. So, um, okay. So a couple more things before we get into our guest, Sophie Ross, which goes every, everywhere. So I wanted to, to alert you to a couple things to watch. Um, so tonight, Sunday night, of course we had real housewives of Atlanta and married to medicine episode three, but we also have a six part documentary starting on HBO max called Q into the storm that follows the story of QAnon, um, which I think we all know what that is by now. And the first two parts are on HBO Max already. I watched the first part, really fascinating, really kind of in depth. It, it, it and and scary, funny, eerie. I'll wait to see how the rest of it goes before I can fully go. Wow, that was amazing. 
Um, but it is something that I think a lot of listeners, there's a lot of crossover on what we all like. So I wanted to throw it out there. Maybe you guys would like it too. Monday, you guys, I am so excited. Guess what? We don't have to watch The Bachelor anymore. It's over. <laughs> and I didn't get to talk to Sophie about this. I wanted her opinions, but I am so happy. I am so ecstatic that that is over. I was talking to my buddy Tug uh, on Friday night about it because uh, I don't know if you remember Tug. He's come on a couple times to go over the contestants. And it was just, to me, an overall waste of a season. There were little bright moments, but bright moments do not make a season. Also, I do want to also say I watch Real Housewives of Atlanta tonight, and they're really falling into this trap of, like, you had that Bolo episode, which is a season high, and now it's kind of like it's finding its footing again. Like, I think... I'm going to go out like Cynthia's super spreader event last week was whatever, but I'm going to go out and say this and it's not going to be popular. I think the season of Atlanta is a building season and I think it's a wash. I think you got the Bolo episode out of it and that is more than most shows will ever give you. But other than that, I think it is, it is, it is done for, you know what I'm saying? Um, so that was, so Monday, no bachelor to watch. Very excited about that. Tuesday, real housewives of Dallas. If you guys aren't on the real housewives of Dallas train, I don't know what to tell you. It's a great show. It is great. I am loving, loving, loving it. Wednesday. Of course, we have real housewives of New Jersey, real housewives of New Jersey started strong, really kind of not doing a lot right now. It's like really, uh, there, there are moments with the men or moments in between the individual ladies, but Jennifer Aiden getting wasted was super fun to watch, but it, it wasn't surrounded by really strong group teamwork like the Justice League, uh, if you will. Uh, Thursday, of course, we have the Pulitzer Prize winning Summer House, which I... I cannot, you guys, I feel like I'm paid by Summerhouse. Like I'm, I'm in the pocket of big Summerhouse because I cannot say enough good things about this. I've even got my Bill and Becky Bailey. My parents are watching it now. So that is on Thursday night. And, uh, of course we also have the real world, um, homecoming on Paramount plus, uh, remember the real world on Paramount plus amazing, but they're also now doing the challenge, the real world challenge with vets from the last 25 years or 20 years. And it, it has, they have tech and they have tech and Ruthie from real world Hawaii, like real world Hawaii guys are, do we have any real world Hawaii fans out there? Can I see, can I see a raise of hands? One of the best seasons of the real world. When I was a kid, I watched that and it just, it brought like that made me so happy when that would come on each week. I had like a crush on Amaya, Colin, the guys, and they worked at local motion. Ruthie was an alcoholic. The first day in the house, they all got butt ass naked. It was so cool. And you can't find it anywhere because Paramount Plus, they only air one through one through three San Francisco. And then they pick up back on like season eight or nine. It's like bizarre why they don't have these in between seasons. And I don't know if it's because of music clearance or not, but anyways, real world homecoming over on Paramount plus to me, that show is my heart. It keeps getting better and better and better. And it, and I know part of it is the passage of time and the way that we come at these shows. Like, believe me, 20 years from now, when you have your granddaughter on your lap and you're saying like, 
sweetie, do you, do you want to watch grandma watch the Bolo episode of Atlanta? You'll know what I'm talking about, you know? Um, <laughs> Friday, thank God, love after lockup is over. Sunday, we, of course, have 90 Day Fiance. You guys, 90 Day Fiance, it, it's the show I watch every week, but I don't, um, I don't really recap it because, you know, there are certain things that are sacred. There are certain things that I save just for me. But I do want to talk about, if you guys watch it, you know what I'm, you'll know what I'm talking about. There is a lady, Stephanie, who's in her 50s, and she's, she, she went to, um, like, this island. Uh, what is the island she goes to? But to, to meet her boyfriend, her fiancé, Ryan. Oh, Belize. They went to Belize, Ryan, and then found out Ryan was potentially cheating on her. So now she's hooking up with Ryan's cousin, uh, Harris. And the thing is, like, they're all fucking crazy. But Stephanie's amazing because she's always like, she's like, she's like Meredith Marks in the term of like, they're both have like a very high Xanax tolerance. But like Stephanie's been doing it way longer than Meredith, but it's very triggering because I'll always like Ryan's her boyfriend and she'll be like, Ryan, Ryan. That's exactly how she sounds. She's like, Harris, will you stay with me, Harris? Well, I don't. And Harris is now like, I love you. I want to come to the Michigan with you. And he's like, I don't know, Harris. Ryan played me pretty well. And then she's just, I, I don't, I can't. I can't tell you how beautiful her segments are. She'll just like, and she's like, has her hair and like pigtails. It is so bizarre, but, um, we're coming up on the last couple of weeks of, uh, 90 day fiance. So, um, you know, right now I've got, I've got a good handle on reality shows. I think we've got, we've got everything moving in a positive direction. Um, the other thing I wanted to let you know this week, watch what happens live. This is interesting, actually, on, um, okay, so Sunday, we already had uh, Drew and uh, somebody else, but then, so this week on Watch What Happens Live, I always love to see what their their guests are each week. I think the booking agent, like I said, is just, uh, just really awesome. Um, trying to find it here. Okay, so this week is natasha uh from below deck no she's from below deck but they have hannah hannah farrier is going to be on monday she's remember a new mom uh tuesday is one guest and one guest only and that guest is lisa the vanderpump so lisa vanderpump who is currently starring in Overserved. i might be recapping Overserved with amy field on the patreon um so stay tuned for that i have not seen it yet but that is on thursday nights after keeping up with the kardashians thursday a very busy tv night um, okay. And then Wednesday we have Teresa Giudici and Jackie Hoffman. It's wild. Teresa didn't get her own night. Lisa Vanderpump is the only guest on Tuesday, but they pair Teresa with Jackie Hoffman. And then Thursday Paige DeSorbo and Luke Gulbranson. What is the over under that we can get Luke? If we hit him up, say so bad, so bad. It's good. Wants you to sing coat and tie hair slick back on watch what happens live if we all reach out to him tomorrow through tuesday i think they film on tuesday uh but it'll air on thursday what if he does a live performance of suit and tie hair slick back regardless i'm happy that Paige and luke are going on like i i i, I feel i feel bad for luke anyways the last thing i want to point out in terms of tv there's so much um is 
there is a thing on Thursday called um, it's it's Andy Cohen is hosting it. And I thought I saw a preview of it, like a full episode, and I thought it was actually really well done. And it's the history of reality TV. And uh, it's called For Real, the Story of Reality TV. So it airs on Thursdays after the Kardashians. I believe it's a four to six episode series, but I really think it's worth uh, watching. Like, you know, it is very nice that now something that we talk about and love so much has a history and... I think it's great that we respect that history, you know, uh, sports has it, politics has it, movies have it, singers, all of that stuff. And I think it's amazing that reality shows are starting to get that respect. So that is it. You guys, let's have a fucking amazing week. Uh, write to me if you want. I'm, I'm finally getting around to a lot of the stuff that I have been shirking. Um, but there are, will always be things to shirk. I'm sure I'm forgetting so many things to tell you. But anyways, thank you very much for listening. Here is our guest for today, our our Monday uh, our Monday regular, prolific writer, comedian, uh, just deep thinker, Sophie Ross. <laughs> The sheet of the tablet in my mind Cause I don't write shit Cause I ain't got time Till my second minutes I was go to the almighty dollar In the almighty power Of that ch 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 chopper Sister, brother, son Daughter, father, motherfucker Copper got the Maserati Dancing on a bridge Pussy popping telecoppers Ha 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 You can't catch them You can't stop them I go by them goon rules If you can't beat them Then you pop them You can't man them Then you mop them You can't stand them Then you drop them You pop them Cause we pop them Like over red and baka uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Monday. Welcome to the week. Now, uh, I I invited a guest back and she is going to, she has agreed to co-host with me on Mondays, the Monday she can, but I just think it's the best way to possibly start the week for you, for me, for the world, for the podcasting community. So we have, uh, once again, and, and, and for here until eternity, Sophie Ross. How are you, Sophie? Hi, I'm good. I'm super excited to be back for good. <laughs> Joining the so bad it's good team. Wow. I, I, I told Sophie there was a 401k plan and there was health insurance and I better be getting health insurance unlike yeah. Kylie Jenner's employees. Well, my <laughs> wow, you you really went there immediately. Okay, okay, good. Um, we will be talking about all the news that has kind of like happened in the past week, some things that I want you to pay attention to this week, and just kind of overall, just kind of dancing around this pop culture uh landscape that is out there and so uh important and dear, near and dear to all of us. So let's just start with the big one. I uh you I woke up today on Twitter, as I always do, just because I hate myself and you immediately, I went to your tweets and you were immediately on Kylie Jenner's ass. What was, what's, can you explain what's going on? That was the first, okay. It was the first thing that I saw this morning too, when I woke up and I've at first woke up at like 9am, which is early for me on a Sunday. And I wait, just so no went, wild Saturday night for Sophie. No, no pilot. Wait, Pete. Did I, no, I didn't do any anything wild no pilot pete yesterday i had okay. like a, a wholesome little saturday running errands but um 
But I woke up at like 9 a.m. I saw, you know, what she had posted and that everyone was already freaking out about it. And I just and like- what, what had she posted? So she posted basically her makeup artist got in a car accident and has life-threatening brain injuries. And I guess his family started to GoFundMe and Kylie shared the GoFundMe. And you can see like- you know, people put their names. Yeah. People put their names, how much they're donating. And I think Kylie was actually trying to flex, honestly, like it said Kylie Jenner, $5,000, but like <laughs> Kylie Jenner, that's nothing. But the fact that she like, you know, put it very publicly shared the GoFundMe and people were like, what $5,000, you can cover the, the rest of it. I think was like $60,000, which is like, you know, a fraction of one of Kylie's Birkin bags. Ky- yeah, Kylie farts $60,000. Like there's yeah, no, well, and so this is this is a great tie-in to the, uh, we had the season premiere of the Kardashians this past week. So they're always in the news. Now, this is a case, let me play the devil's advocate here. If you are r- that rich, um, the, the assumption is you should just buy everybody everything. Now, is it not just nice enough that she donated $5,000? I know that's not, the whole amount, but, but where is the, uh, I think know- it's like, I, it, no one is, is forcing her to do anything with her money. It's, I think just the fact that like, this is Kylie Jenner who flaunts her Lamborghinis and her Rolls Royces and whatever. I don't, I'm not a car person, whatever other fancy cars, her Corollas has. and her Hyundai's yeah. Yeah. and gets like $15,000 Birkins for her toddler. Like this is someone who is more than happy to like show off her wealth, you know, when people are struggling and now she's asking, you know, the middle class instead of, you know, she, not only is she, a, I don't think she's actually a billionaire. It's been proven that she's not, I, she's not a billionaire. That's a common misconception, but she's a multimillionaire. So are all of her sisters, her friend group. Why is she sharing the GoFundMe with her middle-class followers? Like where are all of her celebrities? So, wait, so like- that, that's interesting. So that's the part I, that's the, so she shared it asking other people to donate. Mm-hmm. See, that's why like to ask her, your, like, you know, we have to buy your shitty lip kits and now you're, we're going to have to support your staff pretty much. Right. And in the middle of like a pandemic, when like people are struggling, people just waited so long for $1,400 stimulus checks. Like she makes, by the way, $450,000 <laughs> a day. Wouldn't that be, is yeah, that, that more than what most people make in a year. Like she makes in a day. That's why it's so absurd. It's like, and I'm thinking about all the teenage girls that follow her and probably like donated their allowance because Kylie Jenner told them to. And it's like, what? Like, I just, it boggles my mind and everyone keeps being like, well, she just cost herself more than $60,000 in PR. <laughs> well, it is fascinating when you get to a certain level is there is a minefield. She could have just donated without saying her name. She could have put exactly. just anonymous. She didn't have to, she could have done that, put anonymous and uh, said, you know, I'm praying for my dear friend. She could have done this in a more smooth way, which really makes me think she uh, had access to her own phone when she shouldn't have, you know? Oh yeah. And like, I saw a tweet earlier today. It was like, if this were like Dolly partner, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> like two celebrities that are known for being extremely like amazing and kind and generous, we would have never even heard about this. Cause they would have handled it quietly without even mentioning it. It was the fact that Kylie like made a whole thing, put that she donated 5,000, like you would see on the GoFundMe page. And it's like, I think she was trying to flex and it like backfired, which is like, like 
Kylie's yeah. 23 right now, right? Like Kylie, is that is 22 or 23? Yes. Let me triple check, but, but I think she is like 23. The thing with that is that we're watching a young person with insane amounts of money having to grow up, but like, you know, we're giving her that much money. So she's trying to flex in like her cars or trips, but she's not realizing how much every, everyone else is literally suffering. She's one of the only people that during the pandemic privately flew overseas and then started taking pictures, I believe in Italy and was like all this, I'm like, how did you get out of the country? And it just, you know, it is like, she bought it. She bought like, I think she bought like a different house for each month of the pandemic. Like, and she would just take pool photos and it really becomes, it, it's weird when you start like thinking of Kim as the classy one, you know? Yeah. I mean, it really does just show completely how out of touch they are. Like just, it, they're completely out of touch in every way, which we, we know, we know yes, that about yeah. them. But like, just, it's just, I can't fathom that she thought that was okay to like ask her followers for money for her makeup artist, for her friend. And not to mention the fact that she is a makeup mogul who has made <laughs> lots of money off the backs of her makeup artists who have taught her everything she knows. And she can't even like save his life with $60,000, which is, you know, a fraction of what she makes in a day. So um, now, you know what? The only way to solve this is she needs to donate $450,000. Well, yes. But also when you say like Kim is the classy one, like I, I think that Kim probably is the classiest out of all of them for everything. I've heard she's super professional and like kind in real life, but like all of them resell their clothes and they've all like had scandals over the years where they kind of, you know, got backlash for, putting on a fundraiser on eBay, but only donating 10% of the proceeds and pocketing the rest. So it's like little stuff like that, that just shows how little they actually give back. And I, like I allegedly matter. know some of the, um, uh, not the staff, but the, uh, the nannies for, uh, one of the, uh, Kardashian daughters or back in the day. And it, you know, it's very, I love, you know, any kind of celebrity does this of like how hands-on they are as a mother. And in reality, they have like a rotating staff of nannies, you know, mm -hmm. two to three people that will, you know, and you know, they are infamously, uh, cheap. They don't. And they, and by the way, Kim there, I was told this, uh, firsthand from one of the people, even though you have to sign a $10 million, uh, NDA when you work for them, which I have a copy of. Um, but they, uh, the thing is Kim would not, um, Kim wouldn't pay market value. Even with con Kim would not like be like, okay, you can go get a job elsewhere. That is so wild. She's probably like, well, you know, people are lucky to be able to work for me. So like, it's worth taking, you know, a pay cut. It's just, yeah, it's, it's wild. And I think there's no excuse for having that much money and not, you know, and in the way that, you know, they've gotten backlash for this over the years and they continue to be like, you guys don't know what we do behind the scenes. And I think this is the perfect example. And I tweeted this too. And then I was saying I woke up at 9 a.m. and then I went back to sleep and my one of my tweets about Kylie like ended up on the trending page for her. So oh. it just blew up. But it basically what if you get fascinated during this podcast by Chris. Yeah, I was thinking this. I was like, the, uh, after all of my beef with them over the years, like they're probably like that. Sophie Ross is a problem for us. Like we need to get rid of her. Now, Sophie, you say beef. Will you fill us in the So Bad It's Good audience in how this beef started? What are the highlights of the beef? Are the Kardashians still not aware of the beef? Could this? No, settle? they definitely, I think they're aware of me. So <laughs> I've been, I've been trolling them for a really long time. 
And I only got like verified through one of my old jobs, like working in the media industry. Like I've never like build myself as some like famous, like I just have a blue check mark because of my old job. Yeah. But it helps when I'm trolling celebrities because it shows <laughs> up at like the top. So I just like have trolled them for a long time. And then my comments trolling them will always get like tons of likes. And so it, it, there are a lot of different examples. There was one like big blow up that happened with them, but Kendall, you know, I was like, you used to have a normal belly button. Cause you know how her belly button now is a coin <laughs> slot. And yeah. I posted an old, and that's like a sign. She's had something on her stomach where it's been tightened. Yeah. Were you the one telling me this or another girl? Is that that's a huge sign of like potential liposuction? Oh, I or... told you about the lipo belly button. I don't think Kendall got lipo. I think that she had some sort of like stomach tightening thing because her belly button is a coin slot and she used to have a normal belly button. So I was like, and she posted one of her like bikini photos and I was like, you used to have a normal belly button. Like, I don't <laughs> get it. And so I always troll them. And then like the rise and shine thing when Kylie got a bunch of backlash and she was like, rise and shine. She was like, it was all in good fun. I was like, then why'd you like trademark it? And so I like posted like the trademark receipts. And then the big thing that happened was when both Kendall and Kim like quote tweeted me, like clapping back at me. And that was when I oh was- Oh my God, what was the tweet? Was it the belly so, button? It was about the story from like, it must've been like 2018 when Kendall, her like dog, I guess bit someone in public. Yes. And yes. she like, didn't say anything, just like left with her dog. And I was like, I am so sick of them. Like they're like, Kendall is so like- just such a shitty person. So sadistic. I was like so dramatic about it, but I was just like, like who does that? Who lets their dog bite someone and then doesn't even say anything like that's, they should sue. What was so the clap back? And Kendall was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. You feel that way. I hope to meet you one day and change your mind. And then Kim was like, do you know, Kendall, she has anxiety like blah 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 Sorry. and so all i know Sorry. and i honestly think their fan base has like dwindled a lot since then but like at the time i had so many of their fans like attacking me and i i was working full-time at a magazine and they were really mad at me for doing that and i like almost <laughs> got fired for it and i got reprimanded i had to delete the tweets and then it looked like i was like backing down oh I my god you almost got fired for kardashian oh tweets? yeah yes i absolutely <laughs> almost got fired and i was like this is so stupid like you should be thanking me i just got you guys like pr <laughs> sophie now now you you know have you ever like god like i gotta chill on twitter i gotta like i'm i'm like i you know like i has any no 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 because i really i i find out a, so much news and so many things from you that i find actually extremely invaluable but do you ever go like i gotta i gotta chill i'm like too much hate coming my way and did oh, kardashian no. fans come at you no 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 i've never i've never thought of it like that like oh my god all these fans like yeah I need, like, I never have gotten that much hate, knock on wood, for anything that I've said. Like, it's never, even that situation was, like, silly. Like, I didn't really take it seriously. So, no, it's not like that. If anything, I'm like, yes, I'm plugged in all the time. Because Twitter is where all breaking news is. Like, my friends that aren't on Twitter, like, they don't see 90, and I've said this before, I'm sure, that, like, they don't see 90% of, like, the news that breaks just in general. Whether it's pop culture or, like, something Andrew Cuomo related, whatever it is. Like, it's all on Twitter and, like, very very rarely like makes people's Instagram feeds. Sarah, so, Sarah Heron, one of the uh, editors of Us Weekly said the same thing was that I was like, is there some kind of secret email you guys all are on Us Weekly with breaking news? And she's like, you know, there's some things, but basically Twitter, Twitter is always the place yeah. that it breaks. 
Yeah, always, always. So like, that's kind of why I'm just like addicted to Twitter because like, it's just, you know, you're always going to get like the breaking news there. But in terms of like me, like the content of my tweets or any hate I get, like that's never been like really an issue for me, thankfully. Okay. Cause I, I get scared every day when I go online, I get like, am I going to like, like, and I, I just basically do like just stupid, like, uh, not even like surrealistic, not even true tweet, but I still get like, it's a minefield. You never know who you're going to offend. And it, it's crazy. Oh yeah. And I mean, like even me, like I don't even have like a massive following or anything, but you'll get like, you know, a hundred nice comments or nice replies or whatever it is. And then there's one mean one or one that really strikes a chord where they say something really, really, really mean. And you're like, Oh my God. It just like, that's the only one you can think about all day. Oh, like one. My, mean whole life, my whole life is thinking about the mean comment. Like yeah. you know, I'm still holding on to things from like third grade. Like it's like, I, in fact, I was talking about this with somebody about summer house. I hate that. I'm I mean, I'm not on hate, but I'm fully pro Luke. I am mm -hmm. fully pro. Me too. Uh, me too. I'm jumping around you guys. I'm fully pro Luke. And like the, there was a conversation in one of the episodes, uh, a couple episodes where they were making fun of Luke in the car on the way to the beach because uh, Sierra turned him down to go on his motorcycle with him. And I live in fear of a group of girls making fun of me. You know, oh, I always think about that with Bravo shows when they have to watch like the confessionals or the scenes that they're not around where people are talking shit about them. I'm like, that would hurt. Like, yes, that, that would be. And that's why the reunions are like the best because you get to see people's reactions after like, you know, seeing someone talk shit about them all season long or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, like I, yeah, I'm, I'm an Aries, happy Aries season. And <laughs> wait, and wait it, tell me what Aries means again. What is this? So what, Aries what is we the first, we're, we're the babies. Cause do we're we get you a gift for this or. Yeah. Well, my birthday is actually on Saturday. So, uh, but, um, no, but Aries are actually known for being really sensitive and you wouldn't think that, but I am very sensitive where comments do really like, I, I definitely empathize. Like I would never want to be in that position where like my life is like critiqued by people. That's why I don't put, I don't put a ton about my personal life on my social channels because like, I will, first of all, that's not my job. I'm not like an influencer, but it's just like, I don't know. I like to protect myself. And if that for people that, whose job that is, like I empathize, like that sucks to see those types of comments because I know, you know, how mean they can be. And that's why I'm like when I'm like vicious and I know I can be extremely, extremely vicious. So it sounds hypocritical for me to say that. But when I'm like vicious about someone, it's usually for a reason. You know, I have receipts. They did something shitty like they deserve it in my mind. <laughs> But yeah, I never would like go after someone for no reason because it's like, I don't know, people on the internet are so mean. And I like to think, yes, I can be mean, but I don't know. I think, yeah, that no, it, it's a weird, I mean, it is a weird thing. And especially like, I, I think about that all the time. If I was on a reality show, what part of my personality would they highlight? Or I was even a, I was even interviewed on another podcast last week and they, they brought up, they were like, Hey, a little about you. I see that you were uh, divorced. And I was like, Oh, I, I mean, I, it, it's so weird to hear somebody uh, that, that went looking for a piece of information about you. And then I kind of laughed because I was like, that's all I do with my life is just look for pieces of information about people I see on TV and pop culture. Oh, well, now can I tell my Amanda story? Oh, my God. Yeah. So wait, uh, Sophie had texted me a couple of days ago or yesterday that Amanda Batula, one of my personal favorites, who's just really skyrocketing to the top of my summer house faves. You got well, I also want to Sophie tweeted a, a couple days ago she goes 
she put up one of the meme, uh, the little emojis of like the putting the glasses down, right? What is it? Yeah, it was a guy going like, like you putting the glasses down, and you said the tweet was me respectfully looking every time Amanda gets into a bikini, right? Yeah, yeah, because she looks so good. She yes, just a sick body. But someone, I like tweeted it, and then I think it was like Bravo historian like posted on Instagram and tagged me. And then I repost on Instagram and I was like, Casey Frey voice at Amanda Batula going to make me act up like being so creepy. <laughs> weird, not she would see it or care. Oh my God. But she saw it and she slid into my DMs and she was like, this is why I don't show off my body. And I was like, I am so sorry for like objectifying you like this. Like, I'm sorry. And we were just like laughing and DMing. And she, I guess knew who I was. And I was like, oh my God, like, you know who I am. She was like, I used to be scared of you because of how much you've gone after like Danielle Bernstein, who we've talked about here. She said that Danielle Bernstein has made her, you know, like it was very toxic for her to follow this Danielle Bernstein girl because she photoshops herself to like a size double zero. And also mentioned how I went after the Giggly Squad. And she was like, but you know what? Like, you just say it like it is. And like, thank you for being like authentically yourself. Like something along those lines. And I was like, wow. I, like, I was like, oh my God, I'm such a Batula hoop for life. And I told her, <laughs> I was like, I, I've actually met her twice. Like once at a hair salon, like four years ago, it was after I like binge watched like Summer House season two or something. And I randomly saw her at spoke this place in Soho. And then also the Summer House premiere party that I was like kind of like covering for work last year. And she like remembered me. She was like, I totally remember you from Spoken Wheel 100%. Like I knew you looked familiar. I was like, you are such an angel that you even like remember me? Like me? I just want to, I want to put like Amanda is like in like a really great position on summer house where she's not insane. She's also one of the, I mean, I just want to point out again, like she is the only way lover boy is making money right now because Kyle cannot get distribution down and I'm no businessman, but I know you have to have the product to sell it. And Amanda is consistently moving lover boy merch. Like I am going to start drinking lover boy shirts if I can't get my hands on that thing. But she is, she really is one of those like kind of underground uh heroes of that show where i think she her stock is raising and raising because also when you compare it to somebody just to me that has gone from the top to the bottom miss hannah burner or burn dog i uh, you know amanda's like an angel oh yeah like amanda i think has really come out as like the backbone her and kyle are definitely like the backbone of the house like those are two people that i just can't picture the show ever going on without which is a good position for them to be in um and yeah i think it has to do with they're authentic they've showed their real lives throughout the years they're not like putting on a show for the camera i feel like they're just themselves and they're also just reasonable and like emotionally mature and like i've never like been a huge like Kyle and Amanda fan. Like I actually have season four of summer house on in the, cause I just didn't know what to watch today in the background while I was doing work. Um, but I was watching it today and it's funny because their relationship was not good in season four. No, like, no. I was really mean to her about being lazy and it seems like she may have been depressed and it's so funny how things have changed this season. Cause it seems like they're just like doing amazing. Oh, he, I mean, I will say like, there are certain guys like Jack's where I'm like, I don't believe, I will not believe anything you say for the rest of your life. Like anything you put out in the press, I will not believe Kyle yeah. has fooled me where I'm like, 
I think Kyle wants to be with Amanda 150%. Like it, like, okay, well, he's lucky to be with her. Are you kidding? Like, she, like, I look at her on in her bikinis and I'm like, he is the luckiest, the luckiest little leprechaun alive. (laughs) Um, I, I know we're going all over the place, guys, but I do. I would be remiss if I didn't get Sophie's thoughts on this past week's Summer House. We are reaching. Uh, Academy Award nominations for a TV show with this show. I feel like it's better and better each week. And I don't even say that. I, I thought it was so good this week that I stopped taking notes halfway through and didn't even realize. It and went I was so sucked fast. in. I was sucked in as a viewer. When 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 Hannah says, Kyle, you're the man. And then Danielle was like, Jesus Christ, Hannah. And then Paige goes, we all know he's not the man. Come on. Like it was like these guys are working. And the scene, wait, Lindsay, Lindsay breaking up with Stravi on the beach. Did you so, see the, someone put it to big little lies music? <laughs> Dude, but Lindsay's once Lindsay's one of those ladies or one of those people that once she decides, she decides. And it's like a business transaction. Like that seemed yeah. to me like a handshake, you know, like a, yeah. thank you very much. Uh, I will cherish our time and good luck with your future. And Stravi took it very like, like a businessman as well. Yeah. Like, thank you for your time. He was like, I wish you the best. I and was, like, was like, okay. And I was like, what do you want him to say, Lindsay? <laughs> like, well, so you guys, it's really sets up the whole Luke thing though. Luke with Lindsay. And of course, Hannah jumps in with some bullshit psychic saying like, which on watch what happens live. Hannah said afterwards, she's like, Andy, it, cause Andy kind of really trolled uh, Hannah a little bit. Yeah. On, oh my God. I was going to say, and you love to see watch what happens live that Andy was like, not a fan of hers. Oh yeah. Cause he even said, uh, yeah, Hannah, you're the picture of mental health this season. Like it was, it was, it I was like a- when Andy gets snide. Oh yeah. He was definitely being shady and also her. She just isn't funny. And like, whenever she tries to crack jokes, like it's really like tangibly awkward and like cringe. And like Des was like, so ready to go on screen and um, there was something else I was going to say about it. But yeah, she I will... <laughs> she was getting like, even Shep was like, that made no sense. And so what she did was she admitted kind of that she overreacted on purpose to have a Teresa Judy. Ju- Why can Ju- I say? Yeah, Ju- it's it's hard. Juducci, Ju- Ju- like there's so many. I know there's so many different ways people say it. But anyway, she was like, I wanted to have a Teresa moment and be like, never talk about my family. First of all, that's Caroline Manzo. Yeah. Second of all, like you just admitting to self-producing is like a big no-no because she, the viewers, we see through people who are inauthentic. Yeah. She said, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta throw things at the wall and see what sticks. And I'm like, no, you don't like, yeah, you can you don't literally just have Andy. like Andy. I feel like that's such a big no-no. Like he doesn't want people that put on shows for the camera. I feel like Jen Shaw, that was a reason that she wasn't very popular this season too, was that her drama didn't seem like it was coming from like a rational place. It felt like it was like, and now we know that Jen well, actually is yeah, like, yeah, it's like, crazy. Well, I, think, I think we found out that Jen actually is true to her word. She's I know really angry. Yeah. Um, but like viewers don't like that, but I feel like Lindsay, like how many sandwiches have you made for me? Like that was brilliant. just Lindsay being you, Lindsay. You know, when like, that's what I love about viewers and getting, and, and by the way, I do want to celebrate. We are fifth, the 15th year anniversary of the premiere of real housewives of orange County, changing the landscape of reality television as we know it. And I'm not joking in the slightest, but we, we come up like you always, the viewer is so sophisticated now that we know when we're being fed bullshit and we know when it's real. So the sandwich line is so real that that's why, you know, it's like Buca de Beppo Dorit. That's real because you can't fucking write that, you know? 
Yeah, you can't write that. And it was just like the secret camera in the corner that caught it. Like there was, she wasn't putting on for the cameras. It was very obvious. And I feel like, yeah, Hannah, this season, it's like, she's not a reliable narrator because it'll show her having a conversation. And then when she goes back to like tell whether it's Paige or like she calls Des, she always twists it and makes the, she's like, oh my God, he just screamed at me for no reason. Like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's not what happened. We just watched it. Like she's completely just lost credibility and it's like viewers don't trust her. So why would they like want to watch her? The compliment I will give Hannah is, is kind of uh, not a two-faced compliment, but like Hannah is smart enough just in the way that we've seen her uh, you know, copy joke formats, try to like, you know, use, you know, elevate her social media brand that I would imagine she's aware she watches these shows back and is aware how bad she is coming off. What do you, what, what do you think? No, I think that she thought she was going to be like the hero. Like she thought she was going to get the hero at it. She was going to be the star. Like I'm watching season four now. And it's like, you know, I think the whole like Luke love affair, definitely like you know, boost her ego a lot. And then there was like Austin, like coming and flirting with her. And like, you know, I feel like she just like got, like Paige said, got a little too big for her britches and, you know, thought that she was going to get like a good editor, whatever it was, or thought that, you know, the viewers would like think she was funny inside with her because they usually did in seasons past. I think she miscalculated it because who wants that? Who wants to be hated this much on their like season of a reality show? Like, I don't think that I think that she miscalculated like what success and yes, she has a lot of followers and she's done a really good job for herself this far. But like something I say all the time is like people are attracted to authenticity. Like if you're authentically yourself and, you know, you're just you like people are going to be attracted to that. And she's just like full of shit. Yeah, the authentic thing. And if you're hot. Yeah, well, that too. But she (laughs) even posted like something about like. Uh, you don't know what it's like to be in a relationship with a narcissist or a toxic person. Yeah, I saw. I thought that was a cheap shot at Luke. Cheap That's shot. what I'm saying. That's what I've been saying. And Luke doesn't have the brain power to fight that back. Right. Like, I talked to him and he was like, no, they're all my friends. I love, and I know the aw shucks guy thing is played out, but I genuinely, I genuinely believe that it, it, this is yeah. a perfect example on this week's episode. Uh, well, Luke put his foot in his mouth again, but you know, he said, um, who you got on the podcast this week? You got, oh, he's a comedian too. That's going to be a real funny podcast. Like that's what he, like Luke doesn't understand humor, but he's been told by Hannah that she's funny. She's like, I'm a funny person. So Luke goes, I got a funny friend. I got a funny friend, you know, Luke Luke doesn't get the joke. Yeah. Like I, I am team Luke. And I've been saying that all season that I think that Hannah is trying to gaslight the audience into thinking that he is some toxic manipulator, which like if anyone actually pays attention to him outside of, you know, how he's edited on the show, but just in general, like he's just like, you know, your average like Midwestern himbo, like doesn't have a lot going on upstairs, but just like an overall nice guy. I think he's flirty and leads girls on, but like, you know, what, what hot guy doesn't do that? So yeah, like, if you want to hunk a metal for one of your fingers, he's the guy, you know, like <laughs> I know his jewelry biz and his commitment uh, to his music. It is fun to see over the last two episodes, the evolution of hair and hair, suit and tie hair slick back. You see him getting more into the song. So my theory is by the end of summer house, we will see a full on, like maybe they'll do a summer house talent show or he'll sing at the wedding of Amanda and Kyle. Something's going to happen. He he was doing it in season four too. And I <laughs> I was watching it, like I said, I was watching it today and I was dying. He was like, 
How does it go again? Sunta Heslik back. You know, he picked like he's that's coming from the deepest emotion that he has. Like that's that's coming from Luke's. Like he really does. Like he gets like sometimes girls drive him wild. Like Sierra drives him wild. That's why there's a unopened. A carton of Magnum condoms that they keep flashing to in his closet, which really is kind of insane. But then also in that conversation that I used as an example, Luke said, oh, don't you think you're taking it a little too quick? Slow down there a bit, you know? And I think that was like, dummy, don't don't give any advice over what Hannah does in romantic relationships at this point. Don't do it. Yeah, I it's like he he can't help himself. I do think he loves like the female attention like he loves it, obviously. But it's like that doesn't make him like an abusive, like toxic narcissist like these words that she's throwing around and people even on Twitter like I I've like defended Luke on Twitter and people are like, come on, he shows textbook abuser signs. And <laughs> Luke has like- not cracked a textbook in decades like there's no way. No, but I'm like, that is, in my opinion, that's so dramatic to use the word abuser to describe Luke because, you know, he leads girls on like that's all. Yes, it sucks. It really sucks sometimes. And yes, like it's possible to be emotionally manipulated by a guy. But I think from everything we've seen, Luke has been, you know, He's been pretty like open and honest with Hannah. Like, come it on. is an interesting conversation, and I have to find myself not leaning too far into it. Of going like, come on, Luke could be so much worse as hot as he is. Like, you know, that guy's a good looking guy. He could have really been doing some major damage towards females. Not to underplay any of the things that he has done, but I will say, Luke said that thing to Hannah in the in his Luke mind. He was like. You just were crying over me. How are you with this guy already? Like, I think he's genuinely confused about it. I like, I, I treat him like Lenny from Of Mice and Men. Like, he's just slow. Like, he's just like, go make your jewelry, Lenny, you know? Yeah. And with this little table that looks like um, the, it's the, uneven. The it's an uneven Potter. table. There's I know. no way. No, but yeah, I think that he was just like looking out for her. Like that's, I th- I don't think there were even like, she's always projecting like you're jealous. Like she's always like projecting when people are just like saying normal things to her. So I think, I mean, I could like psychologically analyze Hannah all day, but I think that she's just like a deeply, deeply insecure person. And I think that that's why she's been so reactionary this season. Like, I don't know what it has been that's like, you know, made her go off the rails this season. But I just think that there's something like deep down that is not right with her. I I think it's half her manufacturing drama and actually half of her being like genuinely just not entirely stable during this time. Now, do you. Are you I mean, are you are you normal or are you like me where. I watched that uh, there's there's already a two minute clip, you guys, of next week's episode where a huge fight breaks out. We finally get to see the Kyle Luke beginning of this huge fight. Kyle, for some reason, is as burned as a tomato. He's tomato red. You could tell there's Adderall and Loverboy coursing through his veins. You can smell it like it's like crazy. And he just gets so passionate about Luke. And Luke is like trying to he's like leaving and then sierra screams out and then he goes gets production and the production's like luke you've been so good this summer don't do like production's even saying no 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 did you you watch that right yes yes i don't like you i don't like you (laughs) (laughs) that's like the meanest insult he could come up with 
tell me that that's like a, you know, some mastermind manipulator. Like that's the meanest insult. That is like for him, probably like an insult, like to say that he doesn't like someone like Lucas probably like that probably cut deep. I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah, yeah. I was out of bounds, my guy. I'm so sorry. I definitely like you, dude. You know, like, um, I mean, I would love to see the music that he came up with that night. His angry song, you know, like fists of rage. Um, <laughs> People get so mad when he plays guitar. And I'm like, I'd rather watch Luke play guitar than like watch Hannah like crying over, you know, an innocuous comment again. When I when I talked to Luke a couple of weeks ago, he even said on the podcast, he goes, oh, man, they always get me at the worst times. I'm so much better than what you like. I love that he was like, nah, they just filmed me at the wrong times. I'm usually much better than that, you know? Um, yeah, I'm team Luke, too. I, know, I, I, I really... feel bad for him because I honestly, it must hurt like genuinely hurt to watch someone that he probably used to consider a friend and care about like assassinate his character on social media like yeah, yeah. hannah no longer follows luke yeah uh, luke let us know that. she unfollowed uh unfollowed luke and des and luke unfollowed her too yeah luke's not gonna well but i saw that fight and my immediate thought was like oh my god is the summer house okay like are they still friends because that's where my thought went because carl was involved in that and carl for some reason in the clip is inexplicably dressed as an Amish man. And I cannot wait. I mean, I kind of hope that they never explain it. I kind of hope just Carl shows up as an Amish man and we never find out why. Yeah. That's what it is. Like the, that chin strap, like yeah. on, on or something. And he has like, like a, a straw hat on or something. Yeah. So, um, my, my thought was like, Oh my God, are they all still friends? And then luckily this weekend, they all kind of posted some pictures. Carl was in a picture with Lindsay and Luke, which, by the way, I mean, I said on Lindsay posted a picture. I said, is this a formal announcement? Are you guys together? Like, do you think Lindsay that's and what they want together? you to think? I don't think so. I think that's what they want you to think, because if Lindsay was in a relationship with anyone, you hear I feel about like it. Yeah, we would know about it somehow. Like we need just, to find Lindsay, somebody to make that hub house a home, you know, like I know her hub house hubby. Yes. Um, so I, I do get worried, but I was like, kind of, I have this theory though with Hannah though, is that Hannah is not actual friends with those guys on the, like she said it on watch what happens live. She's like, I don't really talk to Amanda, uh, when we're not shooting, you know? Yeah, And I think that was like an asshole thing for her to even Huge say. Asshole. Like, I'm sure Amanda watching that was like, what the fuck? Like if I heard one of my friends that maybe we see each other more in the summer, cause we spend summers together, but we're still friends in the winter say that she doesn't really see me. Like, I'm like some shitty friend to her when we're not filming. Like, she knew what she was insinuating and she chose to be an asshole and watch what happens live. Like, I just think she's, yeah, she's an asshole. You're never above the summer house. Summer house, like I say with anything, you're not above the summer house. So Hannah, to try to put her outside in a I'm better than you way, I really don't have tons of respect for. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And I will, this is the last thing I'll say about Hannah. I'm so sorry I'm going off about Hannah, you guys. But Paige... I've said this before, but after this episode, I was like, Paige is not only um, she's funnier and she's quicker than Hannah. And, oh, and, yeah. and Paige has the Paige has what I say is a truly unique sense of humor. She knows timing and she's not trying. So like Hannah, like will hit you over the head and tell you I'm funny and like hit you with like uh, a bunch of poo poo jokes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Paige literally in the moment takes something. She has the best timing and she will say something that's unique to what I believe her. Even if I don't agree with her personality, it will be unique to what I truly believe Paige finds funny. And I think that's going to be hard for Hannah. Yeah. It'll be like Paige, like an underhanded comment 
you know, like I think about Luke earlier this season and they were like in bed. So it was like the hidden room camera. She was like, does Luke even like try to be attractive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or, or I'm scared. Like, I'm scared there's a camera in the lamp. I'm scared to say anything. Yeah, like I, I do think Paige is funny. But yeah, I think Hannah is the definition. Of, and I've been thinking about this a lot just because the season is so wild that it makes you wonder like what is wrong with her. I think that she is the definition of someone who let her ego get too big because you know when you're kind of like becoming famous and you're on the up and people are you know blowing smoke up your ass or not blowing smoke up your ass kissing your ass whatever the phrase is and you know the people close to you like try to ground you like they're like don't let it get to you know get to your head because it's your downfall it'll be your downfall I think that it's Hannah's downfall that she got that she thinks she's above the rest of the cast whether it's because she you know had her Luke storyline or has the most followers out of all of them or has the Bravo chat room, whatever it is, something gave her the impression that she's above everyone and that she's the star of the show and that she can act like an asshole and do whatever she wants. And like, that is so backfiring. It really is backfiring. And even like, okay, sorry, this is one more thing. That conversation outside between Kyle and Hannah, when it like literally was like, he did not bring up her. Like, so what happened you guys? Like it got brought, like her dad got brought into it, but Kyle wasn't, Kyle was using like this like example and like Hannah didn't know how to win the argument. So she literally goes, don't ever bring up my dad. And she was the one that brought up the dad and like just literally lost her shit on Kyle. And even like it came out in the scene later, it was like, Paige was like, how did the the dad thing get brought up? And uh, she's like, well, I mean, I brought it up, but still. Like she's one of those people, the rules don't apply to her, but she will tell everybody when the rules are broken or when she is personally uh, affronted, you know? Yeah. And that was bizarre, even by like Bravo standards. Like there was just no seeing her side of the argument. Cause I feel like, you know, with good Bravo fights, there's like team Candace, team Monique. And like, there's just no like defending Hannah's behavior there because it made no sense. And even on watch it happens live, like Andy and Shep were like, you brought up the dad. Like they were like making fun of her. And, oh, it's and- wild when you're getting schooled by Shep. It's like for that to even like for Shep of all people, I'd be like, I'm doing something wrong. Shep is in disagreement, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's just not a good look. And like, I don't know, like if I, I would feel super embarrassed if I were her and I would try to like make amends on social media and be like, guys, I know like this is embarrassing. Like it's, I apologize, whatever it is. Like, just like, but she's still pushing the narrative that she's like some victim and that, you know, Luke is a narcissist and her and Kyle aren't friends anymore and her and Amanda don't speak. It's like, you're bringing the drama like off the show for like no reason. Like you're just losing friends. I don't even know if they were friends in the first place, but yeah. yeah. Basically, I agree that Carl, Lindsay, Kyle, Amanda are like the core group, obviously. Yeah, no, I mean, those are, those are the the people and it's crazy. I just watched that four hour uh, Justice League uh, cut on HBO Max, the Snyder cut, as everybody calls it. And I don't know why everyone's freaking out about that. I don't well, know. I mean, it's first off like a four hour superhero movie. So that's in itself wild. But to me, the Justice League are like the Summer House guys. Those are all like the Avengers for me. Like each one of the Summer House, it brings... Like they all bring something unique to it, but when they're together, truly, they work as a team. That's true summer house magic, you know? I would have liked to see Jules get another season. I 100% agree that when I was so impressed and sold on Jules when she sat on uh, Carl's lap that like towards the end of the season, because she's like, she was playing the social game all of a sudden of like, okay, I'll hit on Carl. Like you could see the decision in her head to go for it. And when she was like, Amanda was like, well, if, 
if you tr- it, like, what, what did she say? It was like, if you hang around a liar, does not make you a liar? Like talking about Jordan and Jules was like, you Kyle cheated on you. <laughs> like she, she, I think that she was good at bringing the drama and she also was like shameless. Like, she, I don't know. I just like Jules and I feel bad. Like they were all really mean to her. But remember like Carl, I, I think it was like, wasn't Carl. Like they were like, then got into a period of like cuddling. Like they oh, were cuddling yeah. with each other a lot. And it was like, not, yeah. it was no further because like, she's just fun to cuddle with, you know? Yeah. And I mean, the Jordan, her like Jordan little relationship really like, that's insane. Uncomfortable. I mean, with anything with Jordan, you guys, there was an old cast member, Jordan, and he just, any scene Jordan was in was like amazing, but also on that kind of Steve Carell from the office kind of vibe where it was just so uncomfortable. And like, even the summer house, like didn't, they were always like, it was like almost like, like John Krasinski looks to the camera. Like, is this guy fucking real? You know? That's such a good way of describing it. Like Michael Scott. Like, he's yeah. Just, yeah, he was just so like would say blatant lies. He's like, I've slept with three people today. It's crazy. Yeah, today. And everyone's like, when, Jordan? Like, yeah. when did you have time to do that? Like, he's so clearly lying and just so weird and socially awkward. And then also there's, you know, people were like talking about his sexuality on the show, which was also kind of uncomfortable. And like then the Jules thing and he like. And then you met his up. mom and found out Christianity was like a huge part of that. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yes, that. And the scene where, you know, he's him and Jules, like he can't get it up. Yeah. And she's like, is it still sex if you don't finish? <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God, I would fucking. Wait, die. Didn't she's like, we almost did it last night. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone's like, what do you mean? Almost. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. That just. I, but see, that to me is amazing reality television, you know. And I remember one time, like when I was like. I remember one time in college, I was watching like an episode of ER, like this sticks out of my head for some reason. And Anthony Edwards used to be on it. And he had a, he had a scene where he couldn't get it up. Like, and he was like on the edge of the bed and he was like, his head was in his hands. And my buddy, I remember this to the Ken Matthews. He was like, and we were stoned at the time. And he goes, uh, oh man, I've been there. And I was like, when your friend says something and you're high and you're like, did you just admit to being completely impotent? Like it was, well, it's flashback you guys. Um, Okay, so Summer House, it's just a great show. I highly recommend everybody get on the Summer House train. I will say the rumors are that Sierra now is with Austin and that they met during Winter House, and the rumor is that they are potentially dating. Now, if that's true, my respect for Sierra is just going down the tubes. Do you like Austin? I mean, I saw those rumors and I didn't know to believe them. Like, do we know for sure? Because I know that they're spotted together, like being like... Canoodling canoodling a little bit but it's also like austin is kind of like i don't know i don't know if they're true but if they are true yeah i don't really approve of that because she can do better but at the same time austin has been through it with the madison stuff i do kind of feel for austin wait wait has wait wait like has he been through it like this guy has cheated on matt i mean i don't care true, for madison true. but this guy's cheated we have it on video of him pushing his boner and his like oh, underwear madison, madison why are you over here madison why are two girls in your bed get out of here, Madison. And then he keeps pushing his boner down. You know what though? Like I actually, and I've never felt bad for Austin before. I think you kind of see how emotionally abusive Madison kind of was at the end of the season at the reunion. 
And he like actually was like, you are so fucking mean. He was like, I was watching those scenes with my family and the way that you spoke about me. And I was like, oh my God, she actually is just awful to him. Like, like, yeah, they both done shit to each other for sure. Like they're, he's not innocent, but yeah, it's like that now the A-Rod, like all of that playing out in the press, I'm sure. Like, I was going to ask you, that was on my list to ask you is that we got pictures this week of you guys. Romance is not dead. We got J-Lo and A-Rod giving a kiss to each other at their hotel. Um, you know, these are very secret photos that were taken where they are in bathrobes, uh, which means that they've changed clothes in front of each other, got into bathrobes, went outside. They were having some sort of breakfast, coffee, tea, and they gave a kiss. And then we have a picture of J-Lo giving a like hands up like, yay. What are your thoughts on something so, in my mind, clearly staged? It's just embarrassing. I feel like maybe JLo at this point, like, I mean, we talked about this last week or I think it was last week when we were talking about how JLo, they actually are broken up. Yeah. But JLo is trying to save face and like, you know, I don't know. I feel like she may feel like she's at a point where she's like been engaged publicly so many times. And that's like, so is, has an A-Rod. Like, it's definitely like our society that, you know, puts this pressure on women to like, you know, settle down and not be engaged a million times. And I get why JLo would want to make this work. It's kind of like um, Hub House too, not to go back to Summer House, <laughs> but like how Lindsay was trying to kind of force it with Stravi because when you reach a certain age as a woman, just, and that's just- Yeah, well, you know what that was when I was watching this week's episode, that's what she kept coming back to is like, there is that age thing. And for Lindsay, it is- non-negotiable to the fact where it is a contractual uh, obligation where no, this is not hitting what I want for this age. And it's interesting because I just don't have that. uh, Obviously I don't have that strict of a timeline for myself. So it is, it really did make summer house makes me think you guys, it really did make me think that night of like, wow, like I have, I have no timeline. Do you, do you have, what, what's your timeline? We got to, I know you're moving to a new apartment soon, but was yeah. that on the timeline? Oh my God. I'm so happy. I'm thrilled to be moving. Cause I've lived in my like shitty studio for like four years and I'm finally upgrading to like a grown up apartment, which feels, you know, apt for, I'm, I mean, I'm about to turn 29. So, but what's a grown up apartment? Do you, do you like a, a... I, it's finally a one bedroom. I have laundry. I have a little balcony. So it's just like a major upgrade well, for my queen, and queen it's a shit over here. Look at this. I know. And I'm finally going to have, a, I haven't had a doorman or a dishwasher. You have a doorman. Yeah. So I, I live in a walk up right now, which means I get packages stolen all the time. Oh. I thousands of dollars worth of like beauty samples because I write about beauty. Yeah. So I get like products sent to me and I had a bunch stolen like a couple weeks ago, which was so frustrating. But no, timeline wise, like I, I am in New York. It feels like New York is even like the summer house people like the, Kyle is like almost 40. I feel like the East Coast is different. Um, but again, I'm also like from the Midwest where it's like a little people settle down way earlier. So I get pressure like from my family and like my Midwestern friends that have settled down. But for me, I'm like, you know, I have time. Yeah. I was, I was talking to my ex uh, yesterday and she was talking about a, uh, a guy she had been seeing and she was like talking about the age thing. And it's just so funny. Like, I don't like, I don't even let myself go there because I would be like, or even like, even like, how do you explain to somebody of like, well, I, um, I do a podcast about reality shows or you, and like, you know, like, it's just hard. You're like, Oh, I'm 
for people that have timelines, I'm so far from that kind of, like, I, I find it very interesting and I get a little, not ashamed, but I do get a little sometimes of like, oh man, if I could go back and do it all over again, would I have a timeline? Like I probably still know. No, a timeline in general is like, you know what they say, the best laid plans. Like it doesn't matter how much you plan something out. Like it's just life is going to happen as it does. And that's just kind of how I look at it. But also, yeah, obviously it's like with women, we have biological clocks. And if you want to have children, you- Speak more to this. What is a biological clock? Yeah, like it goes without saying. So, you know, I can see why at age 34 that Lindsay might be a little stressed, but she needs to just stop putting that much pressure on herself because- you know, you're never going to find something when you're looking for it that hard. And you're never going to get pregnant if you're just consistently asking for finger banging. Like that's just, yeah. I can't believe how, like how much pregnancy it looks like Amanda and Amanda's like, I want to go off birth control. And like, Kyle was like, how about two years? Like, like it is crazy when you are in that thing and you all of a sudden realize you are, it's time. Like this isn't at, like, we're not looking into the deep future. It's here. And I thought that was a very interesting of like, Oh, this is pretty adult stuff. You know, it's interesting The ch- I was, I was on a zoom right before this for my best friend's wife's uh, baby shower. And it was like guys and girls and we were all on zoom. And I was looking at my friend group for the last, you know, dec- like decade plus, And, you know, some of these guys, 20 years. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, you're about to have a baby next month. Like you're about like, we're like, we used to like, we're all fucked up at Coachella and we like did all these things. And now I'm like, I got you a diaper pail this morning. You know, it's wild. Yeah. One of my best friends actually from home. So from Ohio, um, just had a baby. And I'm just like, how is this possible? Like I've known you since we were like, literally like in junior high, and it's like, how were, how did you just have a baby? That's so I know. It's, I, I mean, really- and I'm just, it just shows like it's everyone's timeline is different because I'm nowhere near like we can still be best friends, but like I am just nowhere near that place in my life. Yeah. And this guy is the guy I go like one of the guys I go to all my concerts with. Like we, I have concert buddies, you guys, you guys know that. And I was like, do I buy the like, is there a step of goodwill to like buy the baby, some of those headphones that I used to make fun of people that brought co- babies to concerts, but uh, do I, do I buy the baby some headphone things to protect the ears just so I can show like, Hey man, we can still do this. And that was, just, I was way too in my head. Okay. Um, I do have one, one last question about my favorite show and your p- favorite show is Luke lets us know. And I found out this week, is there a rule? Is there a 9 PM cutoff rule for texting for male, female relationships? No, I, so I watched that clip also. And I thought that was so stupid. It also like, okay. If someone is making you uncomfortable with how much that they're like, texting you whatever like tell them fine but that's not a rule and like the fact that they were all stating it like fact like who like if have you ever texted a girl after 9 p.m not looking to fuck like something like that and it's like yeah people do that all the time I mean, by the way i can genuinely say i have like i mean i yes. but i did get worried i was like i went back and checked and then i was told by a couple of people like we're talking like the probably like the 2 a.m are you up guys you know yeah well 2 a.m is different from 9 p.m it'd be one thing if he was texting her at 2 a.m like creepy shit but 9 p.m being like hey down to watch a movie like i'm like okay like i just don't think that that's that big of a deal and i guess yeah it's like but he's He's like he texted me at 9 15 too like now now we're using timelines when it's like i 
maybe I'm being fooled by Luke, but like, he's also that guy of like, Hey, how you doing? I had a good day today. We had fun. Like that. Yeah, he's guy. just a doofus. It's like playing guitar in his room and he's like singing suit and what, what's it called? Suit and tie hair slicked back. <laughs> suit and tie hair slicked back. It's like, yeah. And then he shoots sex. He's like, Hey, I'm going to go watch Die Hard in the living room. Anyone want to join? Like, that's probably what it was. Like, and I just feel bad that no, like Luke has now be being painted as this like nerd monster when it's like know, the guy just wants like- to watch a movie. I don't like how, you know, he's kind of been siloed off from the rest of the house. Like, it feels like he doesn't really have his, like, crew in the house. And that makes me sad for him because I think he's, like, genuinely a good person. Even though, yeah. you know, he's a fuck boy. Like, I, yes, yeah. I so, by the way, by the way, guys, it's still all right to want to hook up with the opposite sex. Like, it is still all right to yeah. want to make out with people. And, you know, the thing is, he did like Sierra. They are both attractive people. I think it is a little extreme that he brought a entire Costco version of condoms with him. But, I mean, still, there was like a safety thought in mind there, you know? Yeah, it just seemed like such an inappropriate overreaction that, like, it started like a physical fight over, like, him potentially texting a girl after 9 p.m. Like, who really cares, honestly? Yeah. Um, okay, so some other quick hits I want to get with you. This is huge news, and I, I got to... I found this probably the story of the week is uh, Billie Eilish went blonde. She had dyed her hair. Uh, she has a blonde hair now. What are your thoughts, Sophie? I actually missed the new hair. Oh, oh, okay. Just looked it up. Yeah, no, she looks great. I mean, it's I think <laughs> improvement from her like lime green. Like, I just love know. that this was news. This was actual a push alert I got on my phone of uh, Billie Eilish debuts new blonde hair. And I was just like, I I mean, just to be celebrated for doing something to your hair is got to be wild. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's like, you know, a day in the life of being a celebrity with a PR team, you know? Like, look at, like, Chrissy Teigen or, like, Khloe Kardashian every time they change their hair. It's, like, headlines everywhere because they have PR teams that are like, look at this. Now, there is another episode that I want to get into you down the line about Chrissy Teigen because it's getting to a point for me where... I don't under, well, this is about celebrity in general. I don't understand why people that have so much still need Twitter fame or Instagram fame. I sometimes find that so bizarre. And if we could find the crux of why this is all happening, I feel like we could power a small town because I just don't understand if you were that wealthy and you have the talent to be able to cook like Chrissy Teigen does to look like Chrissy Teigen does. What is the attraction of needing people to find you hysterically funny on Twitter. I will never understand her like Twitter obsession. If I had that much money, I would just shut up. Like, I'm not saying like, oh my God, like shut up rich woman. Like, that's not my point. I'm just saying she could have avoided so much controversy over the years if she hadn't opened her mouth on Twitter. And it's also just like, yeah, it makes her very annoying and unlikable when she tries to be like relatable on Twitter. And it's like, you're not relatable and that's fine. But like, don't pretend that you're relatable when your mom like loses AirPods every week and like buys a new pair. (laughs) Bill Murray has this great quote of, you know, somebody asked him like, what's it like? Uh, to be rich and famous. He's like, it's pretty good, but it's uh, even better just to be rich. And it's like, you you don't need the fame. Like rich is rich is what you want. Fame is a byproduct of this that most real people would like not want to be watched 24 seven. I always say that I'm like, I would rather, you know, just be rich in my own privacy than be like, 
a famous person. Like, I just think it's like, and, and you know how, what we were just talking about when you see, you get like a bunch of positive comments and you see one negative comment that ruins your day. Like can't read it. Yeah. I'm sure that, you know, takes such a, you know, toll on celebrities, mental health. Like I feel for them. By the way, shout out to whoever uh, is making my fan account out there. I can't tell if that's a prank or not. Um, it's getting uh, where somebody's dug into my personal IG now, a joke or if it's uh, a, a tribute, but it's, it's, thank you. Oh my God, you have a fan account now. That's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've dug into my, like they used a picture from my personal IG account. So it was, Oh my uh, God. I uh, want a Ryan Bailey fan cam. Uh, yeah, could you, what if there's all of a sudden a picture of me sleeping and I'm like, what? <laughs> that was last night in my bedroom. What are you? T- um, and then, but, um, okay. So that happened this now, this is another thing. And this actually shows how insane I am because I almost, I started to get angry, which just shows you. Okay. Breaking news. Tom, Tom is not permanently closed. Tom, Tom, I repeat, I am willing to bet this podcast. I'm willing to bet my parents' life. I'm willing to bet everything that Tom, Tom is not closed. You tweeted this last night as well as everybody online started posting about because what happens if you search it on Google in their Google, it says permanently closed when you bring up Tom, Tom, yeah, not on, Yelp, that's on Google. That's weird because every other place that, you know, is closed because of COVID or whatever it is, we'll say temporarily closed. So I can see why. And and there are plenty of places, you know, my my personal neighborhood spots that closed down over COVID. And I would find out, you know, it would say permanently closed on Google. And then you would see the Eater article that, you know, says this restaurant is closing. So I, I it's understandable that people thought that because why does it say permanently closed? Well, what I heard, somebody wrote this and it like said on Google pages, it usually will take the, it'll take the user feedback and not the business feedback. I don't know what that means necessarily, but what I will say, I have a very high place source that it is not close. If it is closed, it is unknown to this person, which would be very shocking. The one thing I will say, and I do not have confirmation on this, but what my guess is also what I was told was mid April, but also what my guess is the, one of the holdups is I believe and this will, do you know what I'm about to say? I don't know. Okay, good. I believe is that I believe that they will want this to be on the show. So I believe they are going to film the opening as part of the show. I believe this is leading up to being in the season of Vanderpump rules with the reopening of that. Da, 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 Tom Tom. We've already reopened Pump and Sir. Sir, remember this is Guillermo. Lisa was not involved in the opening of Sir. Guillermo was the one that spearheaded that opening. Pump, of course, until last week, supposedly had a filing fee problem, but Pump is open now. Pump, remember, is not affiliated with the show except for it's one of her restaurants and they go into it from time to time. Tom Tom is her baby. That is where the scene ended the end of last season. And I believe that would be the perfect way to open the season. That is my thought. What do you, what do you think? I mean, I, so they have not started filming at all yet. No. What? So what, what is the holdup with filming? Like what has it? Cause they started filming all of these other shows. Well, we know that they have offered out like offered to who they want to film with because we did get recently the confirmation that Dana will not be back on Vanderpump rules. Wait, 
Oh, Dana won't be? Dana will not be. Dana confirmed on her Instagram. Uh, I talked about this on the show, I think, two weeks ago uh, in regards to a comment somebody saying about mental health and saying, like, appreciate your mental health journey. It would probably behoove you not to be on a show that, like, kind of might upset your mental health. And she said, uh, no, I totally get I'm not coming back to Vanderpump Rules. Oh, so I wonder. Sorry about the ambulances if you hear those in the background. But um, Chris Jenner's coming for you. I know. Seriously. They're like, that girl's a problem. No, but, um, so was it her choice or not her choice? I believe, well, see, and I don't want to speak out of my ass. I don't, I don't know. I believe it would, but I do, I could be wrong and I'll probably be told by a source that I'm wrong. I believe it might not have been her choice. I believe that production is trying to map out what they think the season is, who they want to focus on. And that's why they did pay holding fees to certain cast members. So they didn't work during this time. And we know uh, DJ James Kennedy has gotten one. Raquel has gotten one. Sheena has gotten one. uh, The two Toms have gotten one. Katie's gotten one. And um, Ariana has gotten one. So, those are the people. And, but I also, my, my, if I was a producer, I would be interviewing like crazy the Tom Tom staff, everybody. And it's going to be hard because one of the managers, when they closed, even after he was fired, is um, what's his name that got Max. That's Max. Yeah. Yeah. He's still there. But Apple Watch um, Max, yeah. I think so. Charlie has kind of hinted, it seems like on Twitter, that she's definitely back. I think that is a very smart move and I have not heard from Danica. So I, uh, which, which sucks. I was actually, I, I, I was, want Danica, Danica, and Charlie, oh. like when you first said Dana oh. for a second, my brain thought Danica and I was going to be really sad. And then when I registered that it was Dana just was boring. Like she just wasn't well, a good fit and she seemed but, manufactured. Too. But, uh, but I will like, I will say that is in, in Dana's defense, it is so hard to all of a sudden be thrust as not only a new addition to a cast, but they gave her lead scenes. We They gave her a love triangle that nobody wanted. So all of a sudden we're being like, uh, you know, uh, we're being shown Vanderpump Rules, the new class. And she's having like, so Charlie and Danica, they got to shine because they were in smaller roles that left us wanting more. Like that shit with like Charlie and Avocado and that shit with like, like you're like, oh, I can't wait to see this girl with a couple more scenes. This will be great. And Danica, Danica's like, man, we need a camera on this girl nonstop. She has been self-producing in the best way with like i mean i was like this girl there's like trouble follows this girl like you know when we saw her blowing into a breathalyzer just to drive her car like why was she not like i it's just it was such a bizarre choice for them to focus on dana to begin with because she's just not like that entertaining like she's just kind of boring and i feel like she was she was trying to put on some sort of like stassi slash ariana persona where she was trying to be like this dry like witty but it wasn't really landing and she yeah and then like the love triangle thing like no one asked for that like max brett and dana were just not likable from the get-go and i think like anyone could have told you that regardless of you know max and brett's like tweets and stuff like that but like they just weren't likable it is funny though because we saw that with last season where even Kristen, we found out hooked up with max and i do believe that was Kristen trying to stay on the show like i do believe if you if 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 one of the older cast members found out they were new blood like i i mean i my my theory is that like you would get somebody trying to sleep with you just to stay on the show oh, yeah i don't doubt it at all and I mean, I'm max sure was having girls throw himself like getting apple watches getting all the you know 
You know what I would love if they had like a plot, you know how they don't really break the break the fourth wall or whatever it's called. Like the only time they kind of did was at the end of last season when Jax ironically was like, it's my show, Lisa. This is why my show has been so successful. They don't really acknowledge that they're on a show ever, but I would love to see the fallout of Jax and Brittany getting fired. Like I would love, and I know that's not, Oh man, no, I, Oh, I've said this and it kills me, but like, just because Jax has been extra ignorant late lately with like the, you know, preaching and the saying what's bad and what's good is that I was like, damn it. Now I kind of want to see him like try to be a father. Like I kind of want to see him flame. I mean, it would have been entertaining. He was never not entertaining TV, but it just came to a point where it's like, we don't want to support this piece of shit because when we watch him, he makes money. Like it, yes, it absolutely would be entertaining to watch. I'm very concerned for that child because (laughs) being raised by, you know, a narcissist is, is a very like toxic situation to be in. And I honestly am worried for like, I'm not even just saying that. Like, I think that, you know, Jax is an unfit human being just in general, let alone like, you know, a father to be. So yeah. yeah. But I, I just, I know, I know that they were fucking pissed as fuck that they got fired. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, you, and I think the further they get from the show, the scarier that must be for them, you know, to not have a job. And because when you first get let go of a show or any job in general, your general reaction is, that's for the better, man. They lost out on something great and you're, something better is in store for you. But in terms of reality shows, that's not necessarily the truth. You know, it's been proven that you only go down in reality shows. Like you wind up on WeTV, you wind up on TLC, you wind up on like VH1. There is like, like Celebrity Fit Club doesn't even exist anymore. So we can't do like maybe... Britney could be on like revenge body after the pregnancy. Like you don't know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I love how Jax, and I think that's also like such a narcissist thing is that they always have to put on, you know, the, the facade that their life is perfect and they're fine. Like that's why Jax and Britney were like, it was actually a mutual decision. Like they wanted to act like they chose this way and that it's for the best and that Jax is ready to focus on his family. I'm a father now, Sophie. I have a child now. And it's like, I'm a father. He's not even you're, she hasn't given birth yet. You're not a father yet. Shut up. If he, he already keeps being like dad life on Instagram. It's like, you're not, I'm sorry. You're not there yet. His imagination for what he thinks fatherhood is going to be is wild. Like, you know, if anything, like he has it such a specific imagination. It's like when I was a kid and like I, my friends talked about building a tree house in my head. It was like a three story like house that I could live in. And I was like already shopping at like Ikea. Like this, I was like nine years old. That's what Jax is like with fatherhood. He's already seen like him grilling and having beer with other fathers. Like it's all mapped out in some kind of weird fetishization of fatherhood that's not real yes and that's what they do that's what they do they like come up with like fanfic of themselves like he's like <laughs> fan- that's what it is it's like self-mythological i don't know how to say self you know what i mean like Britney's the one one doing the work. Britney's the one having to watch her body go through all of this shit. She's going to have to be the one to push it out. Oh, yeah. She's the one to take care of. Not only the the baby is going to be the easy person to take care of. Jax is going to be the hard person. You know, like, who's going to cook Jax's corn? Does Jax know how to open the cans? 
You know? Yeah, no, that's the thing that concerns me too, is because he won't like not getting all the attention all the time and not being waited on all the time. Like it's going to be about the baby and it's not going to be about him all the time. And that's going to be like, I just, for me, it just seems like a very terrible situation all around. And we all said that immediately when they announced they were pregnant, we we're like, Jax Taylor does not need to be a father. Like to me, it just sounds, and, and the fact that it's not even going to be on camera either, like who knows what kind of dark shit is going to go down in that house. Like, you I'm, know what? Like, what if I'm, what if we're completely wrong and it is like this magical relationship, but like, it can't be because we saw like the camera usually doesn't lie that much. But remember when he was like working out three times a day and I tracked it, like they live in Valley village and where he was working out was like by the Beverly center. Like, and this is like pre pandemic. You're talking like, 40 minutes to get there and he was doing it three times a day like you can't go work out three times a day with a baby yeah no I think that and also like you know not being on the show and not having that income and also having lost like brand deals when all of the you know the faith drama came out last summer like I don't know what they're doing financially. And, you know, Jax keeps being like really exciting stuff. Can't wait for all our projects ahead, babe. Like every time he posts about Britney, he has to say something about their upcoming projects. Yeah. And it's like projects. It's somebody that thinks they know PR, but has nothing to really PR. And I, I don't doubt that Randall has probably let him work on a couple things that Randall's doing. You know, it's, it's one of those things. So is Lala. So Lala's definitely not going to be back. No, Lala is going to be back. She is. That's what I'm hearing. And by the way, no, on, for sure. we, we, uh, on the Sir account last night, Randall showed up on the Sir Instagram. He popped by Sir to take a picture with Guillermo and uh, Raquel. And um, they took a picture at the Sir sign last night at Sir. So Randall is even doing uh, PR duties, even though he's a new father. And uh, that's very exciting. What? I am shocked. I am shocked that Lala is coming back. I thought she was going to be like, she was on the list of ones that weren't going to be. I believe she is coming back. Could be wrong, but we will see. I mean, I, I really think, I wonder if Sheena's upset that they can't, like she's not the only baby journey, you know, if Lala yeah. comes back. Um, well, yeah. I mean, also Sheena had her like fertility <clears throat> journey, like that whole thing last year that we barely got to see because they focused so much on Dana's stupid love triangle. Like I actually would want to watch that, but Lala, like the viewers just can't stand Lala anymore. So I'm. Yeah. Um, okay. So I know I can't keep you all night. I do want to do some quick hits army, any developments from what we talked about last week, which was the vanity fair article. And, uh, well, there is a huge development actually army was, uh, they are the, the, the LAPD are looking into the assault rape allegation from Effie, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Effie like officially, you know, is it, I, I don't think it's called pressing charges yet. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't know the law. So I don't know, but she, you know, is Gloria Allred is representing her. And I guess she has evidence, hard evidence that, you know, would be enough to press charges and, you know, actually charge him and see him face consequences for this. And of course, you know, he's already on the defense and he released his side of the text um, or his lawyer did or someone they leaked somewhere. And I saw them. And what, what, and what were they like? What was it? So, um, did it paint oh, a very different I, I need to be able to find them on my phone. I didn't post these because I just don't. It's not what I want to do is to try to discredit Effie publicly. Um, but, you know, Effie, you know, was into some of this very sexual blood shit. 
Let me actually try to find these. So she paused. Yeah. So there was a thing saying that she not welcomed it, but was a part of it, maybe. Yes. Something. Um, uh, I'll I'll read them to you as soon as I find them. Yeah. I have them right here. Okay. Helplessly horny. Um, it's been so oh, long. My screen I've name. Been... <laughs> Helplessly horny. <laughs> I've been coming more so hard and screaming. My legs gonna be fucked in ballet in the AM. Dying to send you pics of the blood and audio recordings coming and to hear you breathing in my ears. I seizure and come. But I know you're probably feeling vulnerable. Blah blah. I just don't care. I'm way too fucking horny. I feel like prime fuck meat needing to be utilized. My ass is craving, craving you to one man gangbang me, utilize me as property, fill all my holes, choke me pass me out so sorry if this makes you feel anxiety i hope it doesn't blah 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 and that in that instance army was like i can't do this right now effie whereas we know you know at different times i think that they were both into this stuff so i think that there is a case there even if she was you know into these same kinks um you know it was like a mutual kink that they both had together this relationship that doesn't mean that she consented to everything that he did to her and it sounds like there was at one point a a time where he went too far and and slammed her head against the wall a bunch of times and beat her and that's what this kind of lawsuit or whatever it's called in the eyes of the law is about um so so yeah it's like a lot it's messy i think that there's probably going to be like more legal wise that we're going to see um, you know, in terms of like more victims eventually pressing charges, I would guess that. And this is why his, um, it turns out this is why his publicist and his agent dropped him because they knew this was coming out. This was beginning of February when this started to happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also, just even from a business standpoint, it is hard. So even say like, okay, he's into kinky shit, but like, you can't put somebody like army in a Disney movie after it's been like put out that he's like, I want to come in all of your holes. Like you can't do a family film with army hammer. Like it just, it's yeah. taken away from it, you know? Oh yeah. Um, and that, we talked about this last time, like too, it's like, you just can't suspend your belief enough anymore. Knowing what we know now about him. Like we just can't look at him the same. And regardless of, you know, what was consensual, what was not, he's just a fucking weirdo with these like scary, sexual proclivities yeah proclivities i can't say any (laughs) words um i'm really bad at pronouncing things i actually tweeted something about this how i one time i was talking about um i said barbados in (laughs) and um kendall jenner's like haha barbados it's called barbados i live there i've been on my jet 818 tequila baby 818 tequila like bareback horseback riding whatever she's doing all the time it's like we get it you're a horse girl like <laughs> fucking relax um but yeah so uh, back to army yes i agree with you that it just it completely you know like i've been saying that his career is just done yeah well now we got today the la times released an article on actor thomas middleditch uh, he is one of the leads of the show Silicon Valley. I love on- that show. What I I miss this. I was oh so my like, oh. I- type in Thomas Middleditch in your Google. He is accused of groping women at a goth club, which I didn't even know the goth club still existed, folks. Uh, a goth club in Los Angeles pre-pandemic, and they even have DMs from this girl where he even said he even said, "Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, I feel so ashamed that my un like that you weren't into this." He was like groping women like in front of people at this goth club. But, I, you know, another one of those things where he thought it was part of a lifestyle. Now, Thomas Middleditch, you might not 
realize he has a very long history. If you go back and read about Thomas Middleditch's marriage, which is no longer, he's no longer married because he would try to get his wife into threesomes all the time. And uh, so he has a very storied past already. So I'll be very interested because he's on a, um, a sitcom on CBS right now from the creator Chuck Lorre, Big Bang Theory. So it'll be very interesting to see how this uh, story folds out. But it was some it was like a goth club in the back of Pig and Whistle on Hollywood Boulevard. And it says he uh, there were unwelcomed groping from multiple women and the multiple women had even told the person that through the night through the, the event um, that this was happening and it kind of was swept under, under the rug because it was Thomas Middleditch, the nerd I from mean, Silicon Valley. Yeah. I, I actually love that show. And um, I was going to say, it's like it, it, they had, they had the whole thing with TJ Miller too, when he was on the show. And yeah. he it. so it's like, they, they have a bunch of issues. Kum- Kumail Nanjiani better not. He wouldn't though. Well, Kumail is now just like jacked. He's so yeah. like, like he's, he got shredded all of a sudden I know. for that Marvel and, movie. And Zach Woods. I love Zach Woods. And yeah, Zach Woods, yeah. Zach Woods, also the guy on the later seasons of the office is just Gabe. so funny. Isn't oh, he Gabe in the office? Yeah, he's, Gabe. Yeah, he's amazing. Gamer. Remember when he dresses up for as Lady Gaga for Halloween and it's like, <laughs> I'm a little monster. Um, uh, okay. Real quick hits. Uh, Bella Thorne is married. Congrats. Go out to Bella Thorne. Uh, she has gotten married. Uh, I guess they have been together for two years, which I just didn't even think that is, that is possible. No, They're engaged, not married. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Engaged. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's coming there. She's ready to settle down. Um, I don't get the Bella Thorne thing at all. I know I'm, it's just, I've aged out of caring about stuff like that, but I did notice it was uh, a thing and it, Bella Thorne's interesting because it ties into like uh, YouTube stuff with, um, YouTube is like such a, it's like one of those things where it almost makes me feel snide and like powerful that I am not into YouTube. Like I don't have to pay attention to like David Dobrik articles oh. and Tana Monagao and yeah. the other girl that like eats a lot for camera or whatever her name is. Oh, I hate, I don't understand why people, what's that called when you eat a muck, lot on mukbang mukbang. It grosses me. I just hate eating sounds. I don't know why people enjoy that. Like, what is well, there to enjoy about it? The Everybody knows the only true time to eat is when it's like three in the morning when you're naked in your bed. Like, that's the only time. Like, anything else is just is ridiculous. I'm joking, Sophie. Sophie's giving a really dirty look. Um, no, also- but I just I just get so grossed out by all of that mukbang stuff. But yeah, I agree with you. I don't get YouTube. Like, I just don't follow that stuff. I'm too, in my opinion, I'm just not in the demographic. I will be more careful about saying I'm I'm too old. I'm not old. I'm just Oh yes, I'm, by the way, oh. a fan did reach out to her to say that when Sophie said she was turning uh, 29 and she she's like I know I'm really old. No, uh, I said hangovers get worse. Hangovers get worse in life. And I meant later on in life, just like as you age they get worse. And someone was like 29 is not later in life and I'm like that's not what I meant. We're hoping to take uh, Sophie's precious youth and just drain it out of her through this podcast. Um, the, one of the last stories, we'll, uh, two last stories we'll do. Quavo from the rap, rap group Migos um, cheated on his lady, Saweetie. Mm-hmm. And um, Saweetie, cl- you know, clapped back, if you will, but said, I'm not going to take it anymore. And then Quavo, you guys, get what Quavo does, goes on Twitter and says, Oh, I can't believe this is who you really are. Uh, I don't know you. Like, 
yeah, what do you don't know? Like, I don't know who you are. Like, it's like, oh, Cardi B allows his the other member of Migos to cheat on her all the time. Why can't Sweetie stay? You know, isn't it the most yeah. ridiculous thing in the world to even try to defend yourself when you've been proven a cheater? Yeah, he was like, not the woman that I thought you were or something like that. Like, come on. At least like if you're going to, you know, be a cheating piece of shit, just go out quietly. Don't try to like tear her down even further. Just so wild. It is, but it's like, I love when women stand up for themselves and then it like plays out on social media and somebody like Quavo, I mean, first off, it's name's Quavo for God's sakes, but it's like, he can't take the L. He can't take the loss. Yeah. Like, why do you have to defend yourself? Why can't you say, I don't know why I do this. I don't know why I hurt the ones that I love. It's very Tristan Thompson. It's like one part of your sickness is probably cheating on the woman that you're with. That's probably how you get off, you know? And it's also like, I mean... It's just, I don't know what else you kind of would expect, you know, when it's like this, this musician that, you know, is traveling the world and like, I'm not saying that anyone deserves to get cheated on, but it's like with Tristan Thompson too, it's like NBA players, they're going to cheat. Like they just are, they have women throwing themselves at them while they travel around the world without you. Like, what do you think is going to happen? I just, to me, it's like third, it's just not surprising. Well, and I also think that's why any celebrity shouldn't be allowed to date. They shouldn't be allowed to marry. That's the price of fame. You're never allowed to have a real relationship because if that's the way, like, so, so we're saying that if, if you're a celebrity or an athlete or something like that, it's just going to happen and you have to accept it. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, it depends on, it depends on the person because some of these people, you know, when they got thinking about the NBA, for example, they're drafted and they're already like married by age 22 or something like that. Like some of them are like, you know, these family men, but at the same time, it's like, it's just the lifestyle, like the lifestyle just as, you know, it's, it's not conducive to like a faithful relationship, like just for musicians, athletes, like that's why they got a reputation for being, you know, dogs and cheaters. I like that on the flips, like my lifestyle is like, he watches a lot of reality TV. It's like, you know, you have to accept it. You have to accept it. It's not right, but you have to accept it. I know. It's like these people get like women throwing themselves at them. And it's like, no, I'm just, you know, I just sit on my couch literally. <laughs> um, uh, I do. Um, also, you know, also I, I tweeted this earlier, but I, it's like, I wanted you, you came down. So we started this interview with kind of the Kylie stuff and you came down so hard on her. And I do want to point out, she, has always like, she is really, I think she's always donated so much for a while. She had, um, she had sponsored, um, uh, this guy, um, for multiple years, his name was Tyga. Like she took, she paid for every, all of his, like everything. Like, and she, this poor guy gave him a, a Ferrari, I believe. And this, like, he was like, you know, you could tell he wasn't all there and it was very, you know, so it was like, I don't want to give Kylie like that bad of a time. She does take care of disadvantaged uh, people, you know? Yeah. Like we're not going to stand Kylie, but like give credit where it's due. Yeah. So I just don't know if that ever crosses your mind of like all the, <laughs> the charity work she has done in her life, you know? No, you're right. That definitely, you know, you're right. Give credit where it's due. Oh, poor Tyga. I wonder if Tyga ever like hits her up for like, yo, I'm I'm just uh need to make my rent this month. Need to Tyga like has always taken credit for her like quote unquote glow up. Like was the <laughs> one that was like, you need to like 
you know, um, Blackfish, basically. Like, he's the one that basically takes credit for how she has presented herself now. I don't know how true that is. But I'm sure he's like, I just talking about how much he made Kylie who she is. I'm sure he just talks about her all the time. That's how I picture it. Uh, I wanted to end with a Daily Mail story that I saw right before coming on. And I just really, I love when the Daily Mail takes a hard stance on somebody or something. And this is, they did it with, um, with actor Orlando Bloom today. And the quote is eye gazing with daughter Daisy morning chance plant-based meals by a quote team of chefs and a tracksuit band inside Orlando Bloom's cringeworthy account of his very lavish lifestyle in California with Katy Perry. And like right off the headline is like very anti Orlando Bloom. Well, it Uh, is really cringy. It is cringy. It is. He sounds so just like pompous. He's like, I read three Buddhist <laughs> scriptures a day just every morning before my yoga and before yeah. <laughs> my golden tea matcha latte. Yeah, he goes, he starts his day by eye gazing with his six month old daughter before engaging in 20 minutes Buddhist chants. The screen yeah. star is 90% plant based, which is so like, how do you even find that percentage? And eats red meat only once a month, declaring, I look at a cow and think, that's the music. That's the most beautiful thing ever. The father, and that's not funny. The father of two went on to claim he likes to earn his breakfast. So we'll mix up brain octane oil, protein, green, and collagen powders before going on a hike. He calls this his porridge. He also keeps busy by working on his projects, building Lego cars, exercising for an hour, and dream. <laughs> this is the best. Word. Guys, get this. Get get ready to get knocked back on your coal mine and asses. Exercising for an hour and quote dreaming about screen roles for minorities and women. Oh yeah, yeah, that part I died at. Yeah, he just sounds like. Was this for Harper's Bazaar? Yes, I mean, but okay, just- I know I actually used to work at Harper. That was like my first job years ago, and I know they do those little like I saw the screenshots on Twitter, but I didn't know who it was from or like what publication it was, and I'm like. Oh my God. Only, only Harper's Bazaar cares about this tedious bullshit and would post it. But every, every sentence is beautiful. Like I've had a Buddhist practice since I was 16. So that's infiltrated my whole being without it. I could have easily come off the rails. I feel like that I can be the driver of my train. Um, it's just, I mean, just every piece of this. And if did you ever watch the, ended up watching that Billie Eilish documentary on Apple TV? No, no. Oh my God. My app. I don't, I need to figure out Apple TV too. Apple. I needed my HBO login. Apple TV is one that I'm still trying to figure out. Well, there is a scene where Orlando Bloom, who like seems like high off his ass on Molly, like hugs Billie Eilish and is like, the universe is, I mean, you are part of this right now, right before she's going on stage and she doesn't even know it's Orlando Bloom. She's just like, who is this guy hugging me? Like he's like taking her in. Like he's like, be here with me right now. And you're just like, Oh my God, it is, it is not fun. It's alarming when Gal Gadot did it with the imagine video, when celebrities have lost all uh, concept of what actual life is and how they come off. You know, it's like, once again, that's great. If it's his life, the fact that he's willing to take the curtain back and share his life. That's where I think it gets troubling. It was just so embarrassing. Like it was just like it was cringy. That's the best way to describe it. It was just it's it's very strange. He sounds like a very strange person. But and the sad I mean, thing is, we are happy. 
we we have his like he still just gets credit for Lord of the Rings and for that like dong shot on the surfboard when he took a vacation with Katy Perry and he had the nudes of him like paddleboarding. Yes, I do. So I do <laughs> love him as um, Legolas and Lord. Oh, of the I said I do love his nudes. I do love his nudes also in the shadow. You could see where, when they like didn't block out the shadow and some of the pictures they posted, but they blocked out his dick, but you could still see the shadow was like this long. Um, <laughs> also, it was like, is that Loch Ness monster? Yeah. So he was also, I don't know if anyone has watched the show easy on Netflix, but it's like an anthology series where every episode is like a different, like love story. And they have different like celebrity guest stars and M Rada's in one episode. She's not a good actress. I do like her, but she's just, she can't act. She had a um, moment where they try to push her as an actor. Remember gone girl, you guys. And yeah, like that was a big, good. she couldn't, she couldn't, uh, she didn't get a lot of work from that afterwards. She's not good. She really can't like emote like she's just not. And she she's in one of these episodes. And yeah, she's just not good. But Orlando, there's an episode with Orlando Bloom. And then who is the blonde actress? Oh, my God. Uh, my she, um, no, no, no. Kid with Ben Stiller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, uh, she was also in the comeback. Um, no, I know. And she has the three way with Kate McCucci. Like um the, uh, I'm looking up her name. I'm looking up like, her name. It's like M the my M my uh, the come. Wait, why is it taking me so long to find this? Um, okay, <laughs> I'm like so uh, just not. No, this is good. Now. People love when we're yeah when we're out just, things. Oh, Malin Ackerman. Yes, that's it. I knew it was in a May. Yes, Malin Ackerman. So she's in it too in this episode with Orlando Bloom, and they're just like this hot couple that have a threesome. And they're both like obviously hot and like naked for some of it. And Orlando Bloom, I will admit, is a very attractive man. But yes. my attraction to him went down after I read that. But, you know, let me tie it into Summer House. It's almost like a smarter version of Luke. It's somebody that's allowed their lives to become completely off the rails with like weird spiritual like like mm -hmm. stuff of like, I start the day with a brain octane power. It's because you're so good looking that people allow you to get away with this weirdness. I it's know. Like Johnny Depp. Like you, they, we allow pretty people to get away with murder, literally. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's true. I mean, it's funny. It's like, I could so see Luke if he was in Orlando Bloom's position. Ah. Being similar. Well, you probably like, it's up to Orlando Bloom. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he is an actor. <laughs> so uh, this has been an amazing uh, start to the week. I know for you guys, as well as me, uh, is there one thing, Sophie, that you are looking forward to this week, pop culture wise, besides Summer House? Is there anything uh, you got on your radar? Um, well, I did. It's not what I'm looking forward to per se, but I did watch the college admission scandal, um, documentary on Netflix. I really watched that too. What did you think? Um, I liked it. I thought it was like real the Olivia Jade part. It just shows how like these people knew what they were doing fully was illegal. They just didn't think they would get caught. And it's just like, yeah. And you guys, uh, Nomi Fry, who was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, is one of the talking heads and walks us through the Olivia Jade uh, uh, portion of it, which is just great. And like Olivia Jade, they make this really amazing point is that she was doing already great with her career as a YouTube celebrity. There was no need for college. And they were her parents were obsessed with her going to school. And she even has a like, ah, oh, school. I hate school. But, you know, I am grateful. I get mm -hmm. a lot of people don't get to do this. Uh, it was interesting to see how deep it, it went with these parents. I know how the parents cared more about where their kids went than the kids did. Like the kids didn't yeah. care. 
Um, uh, so watch that, you guys. I also have something I want you guys to watch on Thursday. I watched a preview of this a couple of weeks ago, but it's Andy Cohen is hosting uh, For Real, the story of reality TV. I think it's like a multi-part series on Thursday nights after the new season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. But I got to watch a sneak preview episode and it was really good. Like it really went behind the scenes of reality shows and not just Bravo shows, but all reality shows. In one episode, he gets to talk with the cast of uh, the original season of The Real World. He talks to the Kardashians. Like everything is supposedly covered, but I really enjoyed it. And just having this, you know, we're celebrating 15 years of Real Housewives of Orange County just to see how much reality shows now are a part of the pop culture landscape. I, I really think it's cool when they do show the history of that. Oh, I'm excited to watch that. Who was on the first, who did they talk about on the first episode or what was the first episode about? Well, the first episode isn't out yet. Like the, it's going to be this Thursday, but they did show a preview like oh. three weeks ago for some reason. And they showed an episode where they were talking to the original cast of the real world. And it was interesting. This was actually shot uh, before they actually went and did the uh, Paramount Plus uh, reboot of it so this was actually the first moment that the cast had seen each other in years and like they all got teary-eyed with each other Andy cried during it it was actually really interesting to watch oh I'm excited I'm excited for that for sure that should be good um, well, Sophie Ross you are a gift among uh, humans you are so amazing and we are so lucky to have you um, I'll put everywhere where you can file uh, follow Sophie uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And please, if she ever offends you with something like age, please let her know. Please really reach out and say exactly I am very what is wrong. Feedback. I'm receptive to feedback. And I actually got that feedback in my like semi-annual review last week at my job. So yes, give me. Oh yeah. So the anti-Hannah burn dog burner. Um, we will talk to you guys next Monday and I hope you have a great week. Anything else, Soph? No, have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Suit and tie, hair slicked back. Luke Gobranson. Betches.